like a day too late for me, but still applicable. Here we go. It starts with a quote from George Edward Woodbury. Defeat is not the worst of failures. Not to have tried is the worst failure. Any new task, especially an important or difficult one, can cause anxiety. We can think all sorts of reasons for not beginning a task, but the real reason is often fear of failure. We don't want to look foolish or have people laugh at us or look down on us because we didn't do well. The irony is just the opposite is true. Most people admire someone who has tackled a major task like learning a new language, going back to school, or getting into an exercise program. Trying new things takes a certain amount of courage, and most people respect those who at least try. Getting sober, arresting an addiction is probably one of the most difficult tasks anyone can do. Sometimes, as we're working on recovery and wondering how on earth we can gain and maintain our program, we forget we're not alone. It's normal to have a certain amount of doubt and anxiety, but that is not a reason to quit trying. We can be assured that the doubt and anxiety fades. In time, we come to accept our powerlessness and the help of our higher power. With the grace of God, we are not alone. Today, help me take a risk and not be afraid of failure. I have a couple thoughts around this reading. And the first one that popped in my head was, at the center, we always talk about if you relapse to come back. And I, I was thinking that, you know, from this reading... If we do slip, is it, you know, is it failure? And I agree with it not being failure, especially because my relapse probably was one of the best things that ever happened to me, although not in the time, but, you know, it was part of the journey. But let's say that you didn't bet for two weeks and then, and then you go back out. Well, those two weeks still count. Like you still didn't use those 14 days or you still didn't bet those 14 days. So it's not failing. It's a learning. I think, um, I think Paul from recovery elevator calls it uh, research. That's what he calls it. Research, which I like, I like looking at it that way. Because it is, it's part of what makes us who we are. I think that by not trying would be more of a failure than throwing up our hands and going, okay, I'm not going to bother with this. I'm not going to quit. And I get it. You know, the fear of what's on the other side, dealing with the consequences is probably one of the biggest things to be afraid of or that most people are afraid of. The other, the other thing is when we get to the other side, 
you know, it gets a little more complicated when we start getting out of the fog of of gambling, using whatever. We we have to see ourselves for who we are, or we do see ourselves who we are without the addiction monster on our back. And we have to learn how that person interacts with the people in their lives and stuff. You're not, you're not the same and the people around you usually aren't the same. I guess what I would ask is what's, what's the worst that could happen by slapping? Like what would that, what would be the worst case scenario? Maybe, maybe, I mean, we have to live in reality Maybe there's consequences in relationships, jobs, and that kind of stuff. But more often than not, those consequences are more from using than quitting. So if we quit, we at least have a shot at a different kind of life. A life that if we do the work, our lives get, you know, better and it it always amazes me. It's, I guess it really shouldn't because I know <laughs> my addict, my addict self is not very patient, but the changes when you, when you quit, the changes come, they may not come as quickly as you want. And maybe you do or don't notice them when they're happening. But even just this short time while we're locked up, I think people who have quit are seeing the benefits of not gambling for the last 30 days, 40 days, 60 days, whatever that is. And the changes happen, and I feel like that makes it easier to move forward because we can see progress on some level, you know, even if it is little baby steps. As far as fear and courage, I won't, well, and <laughs> I'm trying to find the right words for you. Can you tell? I would like to see more folks be brave on the recovery side too and not be scared of what people think of them being a gambling addict. I'd like to see people be more open about it. Again, not not in like a braggy way. And I think that's just some of, in my head, um, spending so much time with one of my friends whose philosophy was like, you know, you can only be public about it when you're <laughs> amongst recovery people, which isn't really being public about it. But it's important. I, I think it's important for both you and the people you can impact by being open about it. So I I promote trying to get over that fear. And it's a fear, so it's not going to be easy. But I can tell you someone who went from one side of it to the other where nobody knew officially to then people knew. And I remember those feelings. I remember the, the shame and the worry and, and all that stuff. But... Once you get past the fear of of telling people or owning it and knowing that, you know, it wasn't something you can control, it it it's 
no different than having a, well, I mean, it is a little different, but essentially it's really not. The amount of control you have over it is no different than someone who might be sick with, you know, diabetes or, or cancer or something. It's the, it's physiological or is that the right word? Physical? I don't know. I'm stumbling this morning, gang. Sorry. I think you understand my point, though. Like, it's not, you didn't wake up one day and go, oh, I want to be a gambler. You know, Michelle and Chuck didn't go, wake up and go, oh, I want to go to prison someday. Oh, I want to steal from people. Oh, I want to hurt people. You know, like, they didn't, they didn't do that. Just like you didn't wake up going, okay, I want this kind of life. So it's having having the fear to get out of that will be so rewarding if that's the place you're in. Like the other side is so rewarding. And I, I've been struggling with this whole fear thing, you know, this last week, getting brave about talking in front of strangers and doing what I have to do. And honestly, to prepare for it, I've had to take it in chunks. That's why I jump on Facebook lives or do a little bit more videoing. I don't, I don't believe I'm very photogenic. So that's a stumbling block for me. So I fear that, I don't know, I guess it's weird because I generally don't care what people think, but I guess maybe I do care what people think, but it's all in my head because it's really kind of silly. It's not like anybody says, I won't be your friend because you didn't look good on a live today, <laughs> you know? So uh, that's some of the silliness behind fear. Anyway, I'm sorry I'm a little spotty today. My brain is not fully awake, I guess. I don't I don't like fear. I mean, a healthy fear, I guess, is good, but I want to try to figure out how to keep fighting the fights and growing and learning and moving forward and fear is can be an obstacle. That's one thing I'm grateful for, for all these communities that I'm, I'm taking the online classes and stuff. I've never seen people be so vulnerable and emotional and real and authentic when talking about business stuff. The, the culture I grew up in, when in the business world, I was lucky. I had a mentor. You know, he was old school, but he always he wanted to teach me the right air quotes the right way to act in corporate america and that involved you know no crying if you were passionate about something no arguing like you would with your husband if you didn't agree with the decision you know it, it was a different and i'm not saying those behaviors are acceptable but it you couldn't you almost like feelings aren't allowed necessarily at the workplace and you know, even communication classes and all that will teach you. You know, you don't say you feel. You got to go on facts. And I'm a believer in that to some level. But anyway, in this new arena, people are being people. And they're allowed to say they're scared. And it's a, it's a different culture. And I think what I'm realizing is there's more people in that bucket than not. You know, I, nobody is chastising anyone when they say that they're scared, we just had to do an exercise about the dragons we need to slay. And I think that, you know, 90% of us 
our dragons had to do with some sort of fear, whether it was fear of failure, fear of success, fear of some of the obstacles. I think that there's a lot more people that are going to want to be supportive and loving and helping than we give people credit for. That's all. All right, beautiful people. Have a fabulous Friday. I got to go get ready for the conference. I will chat with you guys tonight. I hope you check out Dina's finance show. It's not just me. It's somebody else that can make you so much smarter. <laughs> All right. Have a good day, beautiful people. Bye-bye.